Well, hello uh, and welcome to another edition of The Shoulder Pad. I'm your host, Byron Franklin, and boy, I'm so excited about the guest that we have today. I've talked to football players and talked to a lot of friends of mine, but today I have an opportunity to talk to an extremely successful coach, uh, Bill Clark, who uh, is kind of on a small hiatus right now. And uh, and I'm so excited and, and, and just I can't tell you how honored I am to have the opportunity for you to be on the show. Um, you know, our, our relationship began through you contacting my son, uh, Brandon, who is uh, who is actually on this squad now with the uh, with the team at you at uh, UAB. And I really wanted uh, this opportunity to say thank you. And I've said thank you a bunch of times, but I really wanted to say thank you to you because um, I shared uh, before that at the time when he was really at his lowest, he had gone through an injury and and wasn't hearing from anybody, wasn't hearing from anybody. You reached out to him. And when you did that, Coach, man, you there's nothing I, – I don't think there's anything a, a, a person can do to, to endear them to someone than to do something for their child. And when that happened, it just puts you on the top of the totem pole with me <laughs> and my family and, and the whole Franklin clan, man, because – it was what he needed at the time that I couldn't give him, that uh, nobody else could give him, and you did that. And so I just wanted to say thank you for that. But I want to get into this. Uh, Bill Clark, I want to talk about you and your career. And and I tell you what, I, I always feel old, man, when I look at these ages and look at when people were born and stuff. You were born in, in 1968. Yeah. Oh, my God. So so that makes me 10 years your senior. <laughs> We'll never know it. And well, that's good. I try to stay in shape, uh, but 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 it always dates me, man. I, I always walk away going, "Oh my God, man, I'm I'm older than Bill Clark. God, I'm like it." And so so it always ages me. But you were born in Anniston, Alabama, uh, and you your alma mater was Jacksonville State, and you went to Piedmont High School. Uh, you started coaching as an assistant there at Piedmont. You coached in Tuscaloosa County, Coffee County. Dothan, my wife is from Enterprise, so Dothan, Alabama. And then Prattville, uh, I believe, was your first head coaching job. Correct. And and from Prattville, you 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 uh, uh assembled a 106 and 11 record. That's that's pretty impressive, coach. And then right. from that, you went on to South Alabama to be a DC. Yep. And, and from South Alabama, you moved on to Jacksonville, become the head coach of Jacksonville, and there you you create you you took them to their first playoff victories and you kind of, you kind of established the program and kind of put them on the map and took them to another level. I think they had been, they had had some success at one time and you came in and you kind of rejuvenated the program. And, and it seemed to be a kind of a MO for you because when you got to UAB, you did the same thing. And at UAB, you, uh, you had uh, uh, what division, Western division three times, uh, two-time uh, Youth Conference USA uh, champions. You, you took them to a bowl game. You were coach of the year in 2017. Eddie Robinson, coach of the year in 2018. Sports News College Football Coach of the Year in 2018. So your record speaks for itself and your accomplishments speak for themselves. And um, just tell me about that whole experience, just going from high school all the way to college. Wait, was your dad a coach? Yeah, so you know, my dad was a was a high school coach. Had been a a football and basketball coach, you know, and and we know him better as a football coach. But 
uh, was a basketball coach too. And I, you know, I like talking about that because that's what, you know, that whole experience, um, you know, I always feel like we talk about age, like I'm probably a lot older. So in coaching you, you know, from, uh, yeah, you know, and you just, you just know, you know, my history was, you know, back in that one bedroom that had a, had that old window unit air conditioner, the only air conditioner in the whole house, that's where it was his office. And, you know, that's where he'd watch those 16 millimeter films, right. you know, early seventies. And I learned how to fix that film. And one, I wanted to watch it. And I knew from, from the jump that I wanted to coach. Yeah. Um, and I love the, I always say I loved every part of it, you know, yeah. but the interaction between him and his players and staff was my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, the motivation, uh, you know, it was always more than a game. It yeah. was the, you know, I always say family, faith, and ball, yeah. you know, and, and, and you know, and of course, faith probably should go first, but all those things were just so intertwined. Yeah. And that's how I've always wanted it to be, and that's how I've tried to keep it. So, um, you know, I had a chance early on to get some really – Probably more uh, responsibility in high school. When I was 22, I'd been coaching a few years because I'd got injured, uh, which we'll talk about. So I had a chance to be a DC at 22 um, of a of a good high school at Piedmont, yeah, or go be a GA in college, yeah. And I'd already turned down a student job uh, in college, and that just put me on the high school path, yeah. And uh, because I liked that responsibility, yeah. And, so I just stayed as a defensive coordinator. I kept – I turned down some head jobs really until Prattville. Um, and then at Prattville when I felt like we had kind of accomplished the mission, uh, then it was time to go look at the next step, which was college. Yeah, I was I was going to say, did you feel like that once you had the success that you had at Piedmont – I mean at uh, Prattville, that you kind of felt like the, the platform was established for you to take a look at the next level? Is that how you felt? Yeah, 100%. And I'm – you know, I'm big on on feeling like we've accomplished the mission, you know, before I leave. And and I felt like at Prattville, we went from, you know, 99, I get there in June and, and 18 guys show up at the first meeting. Uh, and I'm like, Lord, what what have you got me in? <laughs> so, you know, we had 130 guys out, 10 through 12. We had 80 players on the freshman team and seventh grade, eighth grade youth programs, you know, and we were winning in all, I was athletic director. We were winning in everything pretty well and yeah. not to be arrogant, but just to say it was really, we were established. And then with South Alabama, you know, we were starting a program from the jump yeah. from scratch. So that was a, a great challenge. I was still in the state yeah. and I want a lot of good things. Yeah. So I, I you know, I, I keep seeing that same MO you're, you kind of a, uh, have, have the, uh, the, the makeup of a builder where you're going in and you're just kind of going from ground, building them from ground up and, and, and taking what you have to take. And then, you know, I'd say this, you know, I've seen, I've seen great programs. Of course I've been around uh, like, like Thompson. I've been around Thompson program. And, and then I was in Demopolis, man, I was in Demopolis and where it ain't nothing in Demopolis, you know, right. and you gotta, you gotta, there's something about being in that kind of arena that I think really kind of builds you because yep. Man, you got to make it happen. I mean, you you got to pull strings together. You got to tie rope around things. You got to glue stuff together. And, you know, you may not have all the equipment that everybody has. You may not have the facilities that everybody else has. So I think it really puts you in a mindset that you got to really kind of go and have hands-on to be able to make things come together to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. And I think those environments, I'm, I'm from a coaching home. My dad coached for 40 years. 
in North Alabama. And, uh, man, it's been tough being in my dad's shoes because he, he coached for 35, 40 years in high school. He is uh, in the first class of the Hall of Fame inductions at Alabama A&M. He wow. is uh, first class induction of North Alabama Hall of Fame. He is in uh, fourth or fifth class of induction in Walker County where he grew up. He grew up in Walker County. And so, uh, man, this guy, he's just been, you know, my mentor and being in that environment. But I, don't know, I know exactly what you're talking about when you talk about uh, the relationship, because, see, I, man, from, from the time that I could walk, I would be with him going to practice yep. and, and riding on the bus to games and yep. just kind of soaking that whole environment up. And uh, I, I just never knew anything else. And and so to get over in it, you know, I didn't go into coaching. Well, I did, but I didn't. Um, I, I coached with uh, women's basketball with uh, Joe Champion as a volunteer assistant uh, for three years. Went to two, three Final Fours with him, and and I uh, coached high school a little bit. I coached middle school. I was a head coach for middle school, high school in Demopolis, and and of course little league stuff. And so I did all of that just to kind of accidentally got into it with the boys. Um, I did it with the basketball team to get some experience right after I retired from the NFL. Just so if I did go into coaching, I had some kind of a platform that I yeah. could say I was involved in <clears throat> to go and do that. And then life just kind of took another turn and ministry stepped up. But, but, um, but all of those things that you talk about, you know, are all of the, all of the, the, the elements that put together Bill Clark, uh, of course, I, I'm sure you could name names, you could name mentors, you could name coaches, you could name all kind of aspects. And like I, I came out, Dad, the players that were playing for my dad would show up at the house and go in the refrigerator like they were at home. You know, they'd walk in the house and get something to drink. Hey, coach, how you doing? Walk in and, and you know, yep. eat. And just It was kind of like it was a grand social station, you know, but it was a part, it was a relationship and it was a life. Yep. And so I think I saw it and you saw it from a whole different perspective than a lot of folks who see coaches successful and win. And I'm going to be a coach because I want to be successful and win too, but they don't have that part. They don't have the life part. You know what I mean? They yep. can go get the degree. They can go get, you know, the training and go through uh, internships and all of that stuff. But I think real coaching is connected to the life part. And I, and I saw that in you. And, you know, the first time I walked out on the practice field, I had the opportunity with Jimmy Lee to walk out and, and see a practice. Man, I felt like I was at home when I walked out there because you had that thing operating like a clock. And you were you were not micromanaging. You were overseeing. Everybody was doing their job. The coaches were coaching. And that's the environment. And I love that, man, to see guys doing their jobs and the head coach. You're not all in everybody's business. You're just watching. You're, right. It's like you're looking at it from a, from the, from a tower and you're making sure that everything is flowing. The culture was what I saw that I really loved. And um, so we talk about the game. We talk about seasons. We talk about accomplishments. We talk about strategies. But we don't talk about us. Right. And right now is a great time to talk to you because – Right now, you're in transition, man. You, you're in transition. And most of us, at some point in time in our life, we're going through a transition. I call myself a lifer, and I call you a lifer because you've been in this thing all your life. Yeah. I mean, you've been in it all your life. You, you From the time your dad, being around your dad, and like you said, watching film and, you know, hey, it's gone from – 
from the millimeter film now to, to uh, you know, to digital. And yeah. you've seen all of the transition and all of the things that have taken place. And and so uh, I want to I want to tap into Bill Clark, the person, because I'm told by a, a dear friend of both of ours that you're probably one of the greatest leaders he's ever seen. And and I saw some of that. I saw it uh, just by observing you on the field and watching how you operated and how you managed your staff and your and your team and how you and, and, and the success that came from it. And so I want to talk a little bit about what is what is Bill Clark doing now because we all face transition, whether it's mm -hmm. temporary or whether it's permanent. We all have to do what I call reinvent ourselves. Give me your foundation. I know it's faith. I know it's family. I know that. But give me some stuff about Bill Clark that's helping you right now while you're in transition, because I, I know you're going to coach again, uh, but I, I know you're in transition. You may not have the exact answer. And you got to rely on some things right now that you got to bring from in here. Yeah. That's what I want to hear about. Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think just a couple of things that you said earlier, I just, you know, one, I didn't, I didn't get to brag on you and it, and it really has nothing to do with who you were as a player, which was, was great. It's, it's that raising you had shines through, you know, who you are as a person, who you are as a family man. That's what I love. I, you won't know this, but I was bragging on you yesterday and it was about um, these other things. You know, it's it's just who you are and what you project. And and so I think the things that if we can use these things that that sports taught us, um, dealing with adversity, having a plan, um, you know, that's kind of the things that I think for all of us that are taking that next step, because let's talk about the things that an athlete slash coach we all have, which is um, we've got this regimented schedule yeah. and it and it's tough. Yeah. But there's a prize at the end, which is a game. Uh, you know, so we got training, we got practice, we're busy. Somebody's giving us, you know, we got these things that are set out for us to do. Yeah. And then let's just be honest with it. There there comes a thing called called attention. Yeah. Uh, as you said, people pushing to the front of the line. You know, there's things that come with that um, that are great. You know, there's there's compensation. Um so I think one thing I would always say, and of course, if we're talking to somebody that's kind of, they've gone through this, now they're saying, what do you do? You would like to say, hey, we got to have this plan, you know, and that's the thing that I talk to my guys about um, as players all the time is what is your plan when this goes away? You know, and of course, it's simple to say, deal with adversity, deal with a problem, deal with yeah. a setback. But as you said, what's the specifics to that? And it's, for me right now, coming off an injury, which is a lot of guys, you know, what, you know, it ended my career years and years ago before I was really, yeah, you know, doing anything great, but yeah. it was, I had a next step plan, which was coaching. Yeah. Now, as I see this coaching in, what's the next step? Well, right now it's, it's, I get up every day and I think about getting well, yeah. um, but I also have other things, yeah. whether it's, uh, being involved in church, whether it's being involved with charitable organizations, whether it's being involved in giving talks, um, you know, it's what is my next thing that I want to do? And as we talked about Jimmy Lee a minute ago, he says a lot, you got to have a mountain climb. That's right. So it may just be getting up and going to a workout where I'm working on stretching, 
I'm going to a therapist. I'm doing these things, but that's, that's, you know, things that, that athletes and coaches, that's what we're used to is setting these goals. Yeah. But I still think, and I talk a lot about short-term goals and long-term goals. Yeah. You know, short-term goals are, are things and I talked about, you know, when you talk about, we could talk all day about what they are, but let's just say family, yeah. you know, and I'd ask those guys, I said, you know, are you, are you calling your mama once a week? And I said, look, I, you know, I lost my mom when I was 19 in a car wreck. Um, I wish I could talk to her, yeah. you know. So a short-term goal is I'm going to reach out to my family. Yeah. You know, once a long-term goal is I'm going to take care of my family, yeah. you know. But short-term goals, I think all of us setting these short-term goals, you know, if, if you like me, I like writing these things down and checking them off. You know, so short-term goals are goals that can be achieved now. Long-term goals are goals that we want to have for the future. But for me, short-term goals now, getting up, getting a workout in, getting stretched, making sure this, you know, short-term goals. That makes me happy right now. Yeah, that's good so, stuff. Now, I want some other stuff. Yeah. I'm going to need goals some more. Get you in position. Yeah, so. See, uh, and, you know, I, you know, I got categories for all of my shows, and I, I haven't categorized this one, but uh, I got, like, the audible, the outlet, man to man, two man drill, a uh, two minute drill, and that's what I, I call short term goals, two minute drill. Yeah. It doesn't you do, it, you're not you're not trying to score. You're simply trying to get yourself in position to score. Correct. Correct. So you're making moves that's going to get you in position. You're not trying to hit a bomb. You're not right. trying to get a sixty yard touchdown. And if it happens, that's great. But the yeah. two minute drill is about short, precise steps that gets you in position to be able to score. And right. I think that's that to me is exactly what you're talking about with short-term goals. And then the long-term goals, obviously, are some things that you you want to, you know, um, you said something and it really, it really, I didn't think about it at the time, but you had to face what a lot of us who I call life football players, man, you had to face that thing early. You had to deal with, it's over. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, it coach, it took me years. <laughs> it took me years to get over that, man. And and uh, you know, I saw a clip on Mike Tomlin, uh, the coach for the Pittsburgh yep. Steelers. Yep. And he said something that just blew my mind. He was in a podcast and he was talking to guys and they they asked him, What you know, what drives you, coach? Or you know, what what do you think has fueled your success to this level? He said. I never got over not being a successful football player. He said, I never got over it. So what I did was I drove all of that energy that where I never got over it. I drove every bit of that energy into his coaching. So really he found out, uh, he found out that he could drive that energy into something else. It's your family. It is reaching other people it's mentoring is helping others outside of yourself or looking outside of yourself and and that's what i'm hearing from you uh and which which really kind of gives you that that leadership quality that uh that jimmy my, our best friend was talking about and and um and i just you know um are there any times when you just by yourself and you're just thinking okay what what, what in the world's going on god how do i get through this yeah, I, and I think that's where uh, having good people to talk to. You know, I always say one thing I love to do in the off season. I would come back to, because I'm telling you, every every year you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah, I don't care how much you love it as a coach. Yeah, 
you do something 110 hours a week, and then every Saturday you can be real stupid real quick. Oh, you know they go. People to to say you how dumb you are, and I would read good books. Yeah, you know, um, you know this where I'm having a Nike Coach of the Year clinic in February. And, and, you know, all these coaches are coming. I've always done my own clinics. I've always gone to clinics. I love to hear guys. But in, who thought was all the X's and O's? And I like X's and O's. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah. But what I loved was, you know, what did you do? How do you, how do you handle your players in the offseason? How do you handle discipline? How do you – and that's good books, which if we – you know, we could say we know the good book. You know, yeah. there's, there's the blueprint, the Bible. But good books in that field from people that said, man, I struggle. Yeah. I've had adversity. Yeah. Uh, I wake up in the morning go, going, you know, what's going on? That's okay. Yeah. You know, I think when you go, that's normal, and we're going to have some of that. Yeah. Uh, now, we don't have it all the time, but yeah. we're going to have adversity. We're going to have doubts. We're going to have, what am I doing? Is this right, uh, Lord? So, good people, surround yourself with good people, talking to good people, reading good material that gives me encouragement to say, Hey, there's other people that have dealt with this. Yeah. Now, what do I do with it? I, what yeah, do I do? I with it? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, I think that's the thing. Because I, I mean, I, I still go through it like, all right, what's the next step? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you know, and, I, and I'm being honest with you, when we start talking about coaching, I don't know but one way to do it. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, I'm there at 4 a.m. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm the first one there, and then I'm not always the last guy to leave, but I leave yeah. pretty late. Yeah. You know, you're balancing coaching, family, all those things out. And that's because that's the only way I know how to do it. Um, so now I'm saying, do I, do I want to deal with that again? You know, yeah. and there's a lot I miss, you know, yeah. so, but talking about, do we all have struggles? Do we have questions? Or, yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah. You know, and it's just a matter of knowing other people go through this, this is normal. Um, but I want to hear just like what you're doing. That's why I think, man, I feel honored to be doing this. We one, cause I think a lot of, hey, but two, I know it's, it's going to help somebody. Yeah. Uh, to say, yeah, this is normal. We need a plan. We need to, you know, we need to, we need to hear from other good people that have gone through this. And that's why I always tell our players, who are you listening to? Yeah, yeah. You know, are you listening to somebody that's got a proven track record of doing yeah. good, that have, that have proven themselves and have proven themselves in a bunch of situations? That's right. That's to listen to, yeah. you know, and that's like talking about Brandon. Yeah, I see a good player, but I see, man, I see the family. I see a chance to go get, you know, a, a coach's coach's son. Yeah. You know, I'm like, heck, yeah. I want those people around me because they make me better. Yeah. Um, and that's the people you put around yourself. You know, I you bring him up, and I, you know, I try not to get too too far into that, but uh, man, that dude, that dude is so incredible. Um, you know, first of all, he, you know, he he was on the dean's list and the president's list his first semester, and you know, he is going through adversity. He's fighting. Uh, he's a guy that probably in any other situation would have been a, you know, would have been a blue chip prototypical five-star guy when he got the injury. And, and so he's having to go through, he's having to go through, he's having to dig for it, man. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know, I'm going to say it, but I wouldn't, I'm going to say it to him after he's on the other side. <laughs> I'm not going to say it to him now because it probably take him off. But I think it's better for him. It is. I, I, Coach, I promise you, I think it's better for him. I think it's better for him to earn it. I think it's better for him to have to prove himself. I think because he's not going in thinking he's all this in a bag of chips. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he's seen as, you You know, who are you? 
You know, yeah. we don't know. We don't know what you can do. We don't know what you're about. You got to show us. He's yeah. moved to a position that, you know, a, a different position. And so he's, man, he's having to go through it. And I've had, I've had to, yeah, I've had to encourage him. Yep. Uh, and I've had to use some of my circumstances and situations to talk him through it, which I think has, clo- has made us closer. Yeah. And, and, and made us, uh, you know, better together with, with our relationship. You know, we had a good relationship, but I think it's made us better. And, sure. um, and so, so yeah, man, adversity has a, it, it, I don't think God throws adversity at us, but I think he takes the opportunity to take that adversity and grow us up. If we face it right, if we view it right, and we, we, we have the right perspective, adversity can, can grow us up. And yeah. So, and I think, I think you not know, to cut you off, but to say it's it's not that we're looking for adversity, but yeah. when it happens like that, oh, he will coming? be he will yeah. be better for because that's yeah. what life's gonna be. Yeah. You know, and, and whether we're talking about an injury, whether we're talking about me getting my program shut down, whether we talk about what that is, I'm gonna look back to those times and say, you know, I survived them. Yeah. Um and, and I came out of it. And yeah. so um, you know, and of course, granted, we need good people around us to say, look, man, I, I've been through this. You're going to be OK. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, a lot of that we, we see in the, once we get past it. It's, yeah. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't um, you don't see it in the middle of the storm. It's kind of hard to see. The t- <laughs> but, you know, as a good friend of mine always said, you know, you can't have a testimony without a test. That's that's it. That's it. You, you know, know, and the Bible talks about the fact that it doesn't say. If the storm comes of life, it, it says when the storms come. So, so we're going to face those challenges and storms, man. They're not easy. And I agree with you 1,000%. I think it's really about who you surround yourself with. You know, Chuck Knox used to say, surround yourself with good people and good things happen. And so, you know, to me, that's just so, so key, man. I've, I've been blessed to be around great, great, great coaches and great people. And uh, I mean, I you know Ozzie Newsom is one of the people that just to me is just a, just a man, incredible guy. And John Stallworth is such a you know I tell people all the time I can't stop doing stuff because I got guys like John Stallworth and and Ozzie Newsom who are you know the, both of those guys were receivers that came out of Alabama. Okay, here I am a receiver. I got to do something, man. These guys <laughs> they Hall of Famers and and people look at them and see them like on on Mount Rushmore of people. A person, yeah. not not just yes. football players, but these guys are, you know, Ozzy grew up in the same area. I came from in Carver County. And so yeah. we 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 know each other and been knowing each other for years. And so guys like you, uh, you know, Coach Joe Champy, Joe Champy actually started coaching with Mike Krzyzewski at uh, Westport. And so that's how he was successful in basketball because he spent time under under Krzyzewski and getting his getting his concepts of basketball and all and just kind of migrated over to women's basketball. And so how I ended up in that was I had the knee injury. I'm back at Auburn. I'm going to school. And he asked me, he said, hey, why don't you come out here and work with us? And I was like, coach, I can't work with women. I don't, I don't know if I can do that. And, and he said, well, come to practice. And he went, I went to practice and he was yelling at them girls and making them cry and stuff. I said, oh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so, so the exposure to, you know, Mel Rosen, one of the best track coaches in America that ever, uh, that ever was and, and just all of the different people that I've had an opportunity to be around, you know, and that Freeman, Freeman, Freeman now and, and, and what he's doing, you know, it's it just absolutely, uh, 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 it, it's historical. 
you know, what he's doing. And so all of the different people, I try to draw from everybody I'm around. I try to pull something from everybody mm -hmm. that I'm around. And when I was in the NFL, we had, man, we had 25 guys battling for, for three positions at receiver mm. in camp because, because three of those, well, actually it was 25 guys battling for two positions. Two of those guys were already, they, they were, they were starters. Yeah. So the only other positions were guys who are still, who were there, who wasn't starters. And you had 25 guys coming to camp mm. to battle for like two or three positions. It was crazy. It was crazy. But, um, so what I did was I said, man, I'm going to look at everybody out here and I'm going to take the best of everybody's game and I'm going to apply it to me. Mm -hmm. Whoever ran the best out route, I'm going to run it like him. Whoever ran the best go route, I'm going to run it like them. Whoever mm -hmm. ran the best stop, whoever read the routes the best, whoever did this, whatever quality they had, I applied those qualities to myself. I ended up being the inside slot guy. And I probably caught 70 passes in the slot position uh, between the linebackers. Um, I learned how to read coverages and read double. They, they, they would double me all the time because I was the guy that they went to on third down in Buffalo. So I learned how to read outside, inside, outside coverage. I learned how to read short, long coverage, single coverage, man-to-man -man and zone. So I, I right off the snap of the ball, if they jumped into it, I learned how to recognize it and read it. And, uh, and they just couldn't figure out how I kept getting open. But the main thing is I ran the 40 in 4.3 seconds. So I could, so they that helped. That, that helped. They, they were at a disadvantage whether they knew it or not. You know, yeah. if a guy was in, in third coverage and he was by himself, he was in trouble whether he thought he was back far enough or not because right. I made up that ground right away. So, so I think who you surround yourself with and how you face challenges is really critical to – making it through storms and and that's what this is about that's what you're doing and that's how you have become the leader that you are and 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 the success that you've had and i and i you know i again i'm just kind of pulling the moment i walked out there on the field i was watching you and i was i was just studying you and and you would think i would be studying a, it would be about my son uh but i knew that if i if he was in the right environment if he was in the right culture it was going to be on him to make it. It was going to be on him to put forth the effort. And it was going to be on God to give him the grace, the attitude, the mercy, or whatever else was going to happen. It was going to happen for him. But yeah. I, I, if I saw the right culture, man, that's, that's the greatest thing in the world. And so I saw that. And uh, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate you and, and how much I'm looking forward to uh, what's next. Because I know, <laughs> like I said, uh, I, I know you have probably have business stuff you're doing and and uh, all kinds of uh, philanthropy and all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, support and helping others and doing those kind of things, which make up Bill Clark. But uh, but I know you got some goals for some other things and you got some yep. some plans and I'm I'm praying for you. I, I'm you. agreeing with you and praying for you. And um, and and I want you to close us out by just saying a few things you want to say before we close out. Yeah, I, I would just say, you know, to anybody that's listening, I would, you know, encourage you, uh, all of us. I think we all need encouragement, you know, and it's, and it's, you know, this is not, you know, this is not us preaching to you. It's just saying that, that we all go through storms and trials. And 
I think having some things that, that I want to work toward, you know, and we always talk about the emotional, the physical and the spiritual in every area, but no, we all go through them, you know, that it's not, you know, you're not the only one going through it, whether you're a former athlete or whoever you are and, and uh, just be encouraged. And, um, you know, but I think, you know, some things you said that I want to, I want to kind of finish up on, but know what good looks like, yeah. you know, and I think when you've, that's the hard thing for somebody, you know, and I, I could talk about some folks that don't, that would always frustrate me that don't, they didn't know what greatness looked like. And, and I always say you can be a great farmer, uh, coach, player, teacher, uh, business person, you know, you can find great in all those folks and, and, and guys like me and you, we gravitate to that and we recognize it. And, and, you know, usually I always say it always kind of starts with good people. Yeah. You know, that are humble, uh, that don't mind working, that don't mind sharing the credit. I mean, there's so many things that, that, uh, we all learned in athletics, but you know what it looks like. I know what it looks like. And that's the people I want to hear from. That's the people I want to be around. So, I think if I could encourage people, that's that's the people you want to be around, talk to, read about, and study. Um, but, man, it's a big honor to be on here today, and, and uh, hopefully we encourage some people today. Well, I believe we have. I know you, you encourage me, and that's, <laughs> that's the main thing. And I'm looking forward to seeing the things that you do, uh, do in the future. And I'm going you know, to keep up with you. You know I am, and I'll reach out to you from time to time and send you a scripture or, or, or I'll let you know that you're on my mind and, and uh, I appreciate you, Coach. I, I pray for your family. I, I believe that you're going to have great success. And thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, my friend. All right. You have a good day. <laughs>